0: This programme is sponsored by the Wolves Disabled Supporters Association. The giant is stirring, the dream is being realised. Welcome to today's match programme for Wolves versus Sheffield United. We'll hear the thoughts of head coach Bruno Larger and Captain Connor Cody, and of course get Bullies' big match preview. There's also the lowdown on today's opposition, and a feature interview with the flying Dutchman, Kiana Herver. Welcome to today's match programme. This is Wolves versus Sheffield United. First up, a note from head coach Bruno Larger. Bruno writes, Good afternoon and a happy new year to you all. Welcome back to Molyneux for our first home game of 2022, as we turn our attention from the Premier League to the FA Cup. This is the first time we've been together at our home since Christmas, and although we're all disappointed not to play against Watford on Boxing Day, such a traditional day in English football, I hope you enjoyed the unexpected extra time we could spend and celebrate with our loved ones. Since then we have had our own difficulties with Covid-19, with members of our squad testing positive for the virus which caused our game away at Arsenal to be called off, but we continue to follow strict guidelines at Compton Park because the health and safety of everyone at the club, our players, staff and supporters, is at the forefront of our decision-making. As a club, we are taking all the precautions we can, which is why everyone in our building is fully vaccinated. Thanks to the jabs, the six players who tested positive were able to return to training following their period of isolation and come straight back into the squad for Monday night's win at Manchester United. I had a feeling from the first minute of walking into Old Trafford that it was going to be a good evening for us, and it was. It's a lovely stadium and a place with a lot of history, but we were able to go to Manchester and write our own history, winning there with Wolves for the first time in more than 40 years. But more important than that was the way we performed as a team. Although our preparations might have been impacted by Covid, my staff and players worked extremely hard over the last few weeks to make sure we were as well prepared as possible, and that gave us a lot of confidence to play in our own way. It has been a tough couple of weeks, because we haven't had too many players at the training ground, so we needed to adapt, and we worked on the little things that we weren't happy about that happened against Crystal Palace and Norwich to try and improve on them. There are still things we can improve on. Even with three points and the goal on Monday, we had a lot of chances to score even more goals, and that's something we continue to work on. But every time, whether we win, lose or draw, there are aspects of our game we want to get better, and that'll be our aim this afternoon in my first FA Cup match as your head coach. Coincidentally, the last FA Cup third round match I was involved in was against Wolves in 2018 while I was at Swansea, and the team went on to reach the quarter-finals that season. From my experiences in this competition, particularly against Wolves, I know how important the FA Cup is to everyone, and the difficulty that comes with playing against teams from a lower division, especially those who are in such a good run of form like Sheffield United, and I would like to welcome Paul Heckingbottom, his staff, players and supporters to Molyneux this afternoon. Paul was the manager of Barnsley when I was at Sheffield Wednesday, and his teams were always very tough to play against, so we're going to have to prepare as well as we did last week if we are to achieve our objectives and progress this afternoon. Your support was outstanding once again on Monday night, and I would like to thank you for everything you gave the team in 2021, and wish you and your families all the very best for 2022. Enjoy the game, Bruno. Now to hear from Captain Connor Cody. Welcome to Molyneux for the first time in 2022, Connor writes. A year which got off to an outstanding start on Monday night, but today the aim is to maintain that momentum in the FA Cup. On Monday night we were over the moon. It was a happy away changing room at Old Trafford. I learned after the game that it was the club's first win at Old Trafford since 1980, which gave us as a group immense pride. For us to play a part in another historic night for this football club was an honour. While we were frustrated to lose two of our festive fixtures to postponements, we flipped it into a positive. It gave us plenty of time to prepare for Monday, and we were chomping at the bit come kickoff. We'd listened to the manager all week, we were brave on the ball, and defended as one, as we always do, and that was important. A lot of people have spoken about our defensive record recently, and of course it makes us proud, but clean sheets are something we've always targeted.' We've been in the Premier League long enough to know you can't go all out for the game and leave yourself exposed at the other end. You won't win games that way. So it's always important we stick together and aim for the clean sheet to give us the best chance of winning the game. Every single player out there showed a desire to battle for the badge. We dug in deep and fought for every ball. It was a fantastic finish for Zhao, but the result was reward for the whole team's performance, and of course our incredible away support who didn't stop all night, even long after the final whistle when we were completing our post-match interviews. Now, the target is to carry that good feeling into today, where we know another big challenge awaits. The FA Cup is a special competition. It's one I grew up watching as a kid, so when the third round rolls round every year, it creates a real excitement, and today is no different. Three seasons ago, we shared a special journey to the semi-finals with our fans and created memories of a lifetime which inspires us every time the FA Cup returns. Today, we come up against a Sheffield United team who we've faced in the Premier League in the previous two seasons, So we know the quality they'll bring to Molyneux, and we have to be ready. It's a club I enjoyed a loan spell at earlier in my career when the FA Cup was good to me once again, but today the focus is on Wolves and doing everything we can to book a place in the next round. Enjoy the game and Happy New Year, Connor. Bully's Big Match Preview Legendary striker Steve Bull has been running the rule over Wolves' 2021-22 season, while giving his thoughts on the opposition who take to the Molyneux turf in this season's matchday programme. The club's record scorer, with 306 goals in all competitions during a 13-year career in golden black, has reflected on the historic victory against Manchester United and looks ahead to an FA Cup meeting with the Blades while making his New Year's resolutions for Bruno Larger's men. A first Old Trafford win since 1980. Steve writes... In my Express and Star column last Friday, I said if we gave them too much respect, we would invite them to walk all over us, Unfortunately, we didn't do that at all. We went out thinking we could go toe-to-toe with United, and although we needed a bit of luck with Fernandez hitting the bar before that, the first 45 minutes was absolutely brilliant. We took the game to them, and they didn't have a sniff, nothing at all. Credit to them, they came back into it with a 15-minute spell at the start of the second half, but after that we dominated again. If we'd have come away from Old Trafford with nothing, I would have been so disappointed, but it was a great overall performance by everybody, and shows just how good this team of players can be if everyone is playing to their potential. Christmas without gold and black football It was a strange and weird Christmas for me without Wolves playing. We've been watching all these other games and teams playing throughout the festive period, and Wolves haven't been there, and I've just been wishing we were there with them. But sometimes a rest is as good as a change, and the lads looked like they came back fresh. They've come back bouncing, and on their toes, ready for what they have in front of them in 2022. It had been a long wait for a game with the two matches postponed, but it was a wait which was very much worthwhile with the way we performed at Old Trafford on Monday, and a win which was well deserved. I thought the first fifteen minutes were going to be crucial, because if we were still sluggish from having the break we would be in trouble but from the first whistle to the last we were at it straight away, which just shows how a break can help the players rather than hinder them. Another cracker from Moutinho. We haven't scored too many goals this season, but when we have scored they've been great goals, and Moutinho pulled another one out of the bag at Old Trafford. He's only scored one goal every season so far in his Wolves career, but they always seem to be crackers. We all remember the goal he scored a couple of years ago against Man United as well, firing the ball into the top corner. Moutinho thrives on these kinds of games, but it's not just him. Everybody in the team thrives when they're put face-to-face with the top teams. Every single player put a great shift in against United and it was an unbelievable game, but they've got to keep this form going and have got to not let their standards drop today against Sheffield United. The FA Cup, a prestigious competition. I for one love the FA Cup, but unfortunately don't believe it is held in as high regard by clubs as it used to be. Not at all. For some clubs now, it's just seen as another chance to get into Europe, rather than the opportunity to win a piece of prestigious silverware. But when I was playing, getting to the FA Cup final was the dream for all of us. I never got the chance to get there. We reached the semi-final in 1998, and it brought a massive buzz to not only the players, but the fans, and to the whole of Wolverhampton. It was a different feeling to what you get playing league matches, because it offers you a one-off chance to play at Wembley and lift that trophy. I was unfortunate not to get there myself, but Wolves should not be afraid to face anyone because we are now in a great position to challenge for the trophy. Aiming to blunt the blades I've got to be honest, I've not seen much at all of Sheffield United this season, so I have no idea how they've been playing since they were relegated. But when you go into the championship, teams start playing championship-style football, where there's a lot of physical teams who have the big lads up in attack and defence trying to bully the lads either side of the ball so you turn to kick and rush. This might be how Sheffield United approach today's game and try to outmuscle our more skilful players, but if I was Bruno, I wouldn't even worry about them. If we play football like we did against Man United and the other games so far this season, against the likes of Tottenham, Liverpool and Chelsea, then we should be able to dribble the ball around them all day long. Going strong in the cups If I was Bruno, I'd go with the strongest team possible, not just today in the FA Cup, but every game we have between now and the end of the season. Maybe if we'd have had four games in twelve days, like we could have done, I'd probably have expected him to rest a bunch of the players, because they've worked their socks off. But with the good rest we've had over Christmas, with the games being called off and the confidence which is running through the side after our impressive performances in December and at Old Trafford earlier this week, then we should be well up for the game today. I'm sure all the players will want to play in this game as it's a great chance for them to carry on their form. Wolves New Year's Resolutions With today's game being the first home game of 2022, I've been thinking about my New Year's resolutions for Wolves and what I hope the team will be able to achieve this year, and that is to try to break into the top six. I know it's a bit ambitious and will take some doing, but I'm optimistic, and on the performance of Monday night, if we can keep these going for the rest of the year, then why can't we do it? It's going to be hard to keep producing performances like we had against Man United week in, week out, but even if we can finish the Premier League season in seventh and have a good run to the FA Cup semi-finals, then I'll be a happy man. Welcome back to The Pack. Following the turn of the year, Wolves turned to a pair of familiar faces in Ryan Giles and Dion Sanderson to bolster Bruno Larger's squad after catching the eye on loan in the Championship ryan giles prior to monday's clash with manchester united giles was recalled from his loan at cardiff city where he has impressed this season no player in the division can better his nine assists for the bluebirds giles has spent thirteen years on the books of wolves and signed a long-term contract with the club in december twenty twenty before joining rotherham united where he scored on his debut this time last year this term another successful loan at cardiff where he played in a number of wide positions has seen the youngster edge close to 100 senior appearances, and his versatility and experience will now be added to Larger's squad. Wolves Technical Director Scott Sellers said, Gilo has been doing great out on loan. He's been playing in numerous positions on both wings and wing-back, and has done very well. Now, with Covid, injuries and international call-ups, players are dropping out, and he'll be added to the squad. What he's been doing at Cardiff has been impressive.' When he was in forward positions his assist record was outstanding and this is an opportunity to come back and train with the first team and show Bruno what he's learned. He came back in the November international break which was great and we now need to make sure we have options during the current Covid situation. It's a chance to work with a Premier League first team for him and we're making sure we're protecting ourselves. Dion Sanderson The next day on Tuesday morning, Sanderson followed Giles back to Molyneux following an equally impressive time on loan across the West Midlands. During the first half of the 21-22 season, the 22-year-old has impressed in his 16 appearances on loan at Birmingham City, helping the Blues to seven clean sheets and producing consistent performances in defence. It's the latest successful loan spell for the Wensfield-born centre-back, who has previously gained plaudits for the time at Cardiff City and Sunderland. Sanderson, who joined Wolves at the age of eight, signed a new four-year contract at Molyneux in the summer, and now links up with Larger's first team, which is without three senior central defenders this month. While Roman Saïs is representing Morocco at the Africa Cup of Nations, Willy Burley and Yersin Mosquera remain injured, so Sanderson's return bolsters Larger's group and provides a useful learning experience for the youngster. Wolves technical director Scott Sellers said, For Dion to be playing week in, week out at championship level has been fantastic for his development. It prepares him for his career and he's doing well and this is a good opportunity to have him back in the building, to have a good look at him. With Saïs going to Afghan and Bully and Mosquera injured, this gives us an opportunity to bolster the squad and also gives Dion the chance to be back at Compton and for him, he can hopefully get some minutes and we'll see how the situation develops. He's had two years out on loan and played lots of football, so to have a spell back at the club will be useful for him and us. <laughs> It's time to take a look at today's opposition, Sheffield United, and get our scouts' report of their away game against Fulham. Having got 2022 off to the best possible start with a thrilling Premier League victory on their travels at Old Trafford, Wolves turned their attention to the Emirates FA Cup this afternoon, with the visit of championship outfit Sheffield United for the latest third-round clash. Match Day, Wolves vs Sheffield United The Old Gold Camp I wanted to help the team, of course, with a goal, says Gael Moutinho, on his match-winner at Man United. Winning here at Old Trafford against a big team, very good players, a good coach, it's amazing for us. We came here to play our game, play football, play with the ball, and that's what we did. The Blades Camp We know it's part and parcel of our profession now, and if you can't control it, you can't get worked up about it, says Paul Heckenbottom on United's fixture postponements. It's not ideal, and we seem to have suffered a lot at the hands of others, but we've just got to prepare the best we can, because we're desperate for a game. Last time we did this. Wolves won, Sheffield United 0, 17th of April 2021. William Jose became the first Brazilian to find the net for Wolves in the Premier League, as his one and only goal in golden black secured victory at Molyneux, and consigned Sheffield United to relegation. Away Dressing Room, The Lowdown Sheffield United were founded on the 22nd of March, 1889. Joe Shaw has racked up the most appearances for the club with 631. And Harry Johnson has scored the most goals for them with 201. Their record signing is Ryan Brewster at £23.5 million. And their record sale was David Brooks at £11.5 million. The Blades' highest finish is first in the First Division in 1897-98. A long-awaited outing. It's not just been Wolves who have been hit hard by Covid-enforced festive fixture postponements, with Sheffield United making their first outing in almost three weeks at Molyneux today. Paul Heckenbottom's men have seen four of their last five championship matches called off, with their clashes against Preston North End and Hull City over Christmas, and their New Year's Day meeting with Middlesbrough all needing to be rearranged. United love an FA Cup run. Despite their Premier League difficulties, Sheffield United enjoyed their highlights of the 2021 campaign in the FA Cup, reaching the quarter-finals of the competition for the second season running. Alongside their impressive first year back in the top flight, the Blades lost out to eventual champions Arsenal, before reaching the same stage last season, but having overcome both Bristol clubs and Plymouth Argyle, the four-time Cup winners fell to runners-up Chelsea. MGW shining with the Blades One of Sheffield United's standout players this season just happens to also be a Wolves player, with Morgan Gibbs-White seeing his parent club and loan club going head-to-head this afternoon. The 21-year-old, who is currently nursing a slight injury, has been a revelation for the Blades since arriving in South Yorkshire from Molyneux, chipping in with an impressive five goals and four assists during the first six months of his season-long loan spell at Bramall Lane. And now for our scout report on Sheffield United's away game against Fulham. It's been a frustrating few weeks for Paul Heckenbottom and his Sheffield United side, having seen their last three championship matches postponed due to Covid, which means the last time the Blades stepped out onto a football pitch came at Craven Cottage against Fulham. Despite the hosts dominating possession and United creating just two opportunities, they only needed one of those to secure the three points, as Illiman Ndiaye's solo effort after just three minutes was the difference. Scoring the Goals Sheffield United's goal-scoring maestro Billy Sharp continues to find the back of the net in what is his 18th campaign in in professional football. The prolific striker has seven goals in all competitions so far this season, including two in his last three appearances. Creating chances. It's not just goals that Sharp has been providing this season, with the striker adding six assists, but Wolves' low Morgan Gibbs-White is second on both lists, with two of his four assists and one of his five goals coming against Cardiff in a 3-2 win at the start of December. Over set-pieces Connor Howrahan was the man over free kicks and corners at Craven Cottage last time out, although his side weren't able to capitalise on any of his set-pieces. It will be no surprise that Sharp has the responsibility from the spot this season – notching twice from three attempts. Tough nut to crack. Playing as right wing-bag, Jaden Bogle had to show the defence side of his game in what became United's final outing of 2021, with the former Derby county man making the most combined tackles, interceptions, clearances and blocks of those in a blades kit. Impact off the bench. An injury to Gibbs-White in the first half against Fulham saw the midfielder replaced by Norwegian international Sander Berg, who himself has just returned from a hamstring issue, while Heckenbottom also turned to John Fleck and Ben Osborne to secure the three points. This programme is brought to you by the Wolves Disabled Supporters Association. For more information, please contact Dennis Green. You can find all the information you need at facebook.com forward slash Wolves DSA. Giant is stirring The dream is being realized Our cult hero segment casts a light on former members of the pack who were admired by the club's supporters, often for reasons beyond their numbers on the pitch. Wolves' museum duo Pat Quirk and Neil Pennington have joined forces for the season-long feature, sharing both facts and memories of some of the club's most popular, if sometimes overlooked, former stars. Ludovic Pollet – The Backstory with Neil Pennington Spotted while playing for Le Havre, Ludovic Pollet joined Wolves initially on loan, signing permanently in October 1999. Apparently recommended by Arsene Wenger, who knows a bit about French football, fans really took to him, and he won Player of the Season award in 1999-2000. He was incredibly brave, willing to put his head where others wouldn't go with their boots, and looked classy on the ball. Graham Taylor didn't rate him as highly as Colin Lee, and after a short spell on loan at Walsall, he returned to France after 72 league appearances. After retiring, Ludo took up management and was at Cannes until 2020. The Cult Hero Status with packwork, Ludo came to us when he was young, and I can't think of many French players at Wolves before him, says Pat. He came as a centre-half and was so brave, a towering figure. A number of times he seemed to go off with head injuries, and they sewed him up and sent him back on. He seemed to permanently stay with a white bandage on his head. It was almost part of his kit. There were a lot of good players in that team, and he was one of them. He went on to manage in France, but always thought well of his Wolves days, and he was very popular. Hungry for more. Kiana Hoever. Youngster itching for more opportunities after wetting his appetite. When dissecting the tactics behind his side's historic victory at Old Trafford on Monday night, Bruno Lager drew attention to the work of his wing-backs, and one man benefiting from the head coach's focus in that area of the pitch is Kiana Hoever. In September 2020, the Dutchman swapped Anfield for Molyneux to edge closer to a Premier League first team and, after a promising first season in Old Gold, may just have landed on his feet, with a head coach focused on centering his tactics around the wide defensive positions. In return, Herver has earned Larger's trust. Without a Premier League start since the opening day, the 19-year-old was thrust into the team against Chelsea before Christmas, and gained plaudits for his performance, which saw evidence of Larger's primary aim when he arrived in Wolverhampton. Competition in all places. The quality Herbert brings to the Wolves' table no doubt gets an extra song out of Nelson Semedo, and the youngster revealed extra sessions put on by Larger, focused solely on the left and right wing-backs, are helping to take his attacking game to the next level at Wolves. "'The way he wants to play, it's something I like, and something I had at Ajax and Liverpool. Teams that want the ball,' he explained. "'It's a style I like, and that suits me. As a squad, we have confidence to play.' Of course, against some teams it's hard, but you could see against Manchester United we basically dominated them. Bruno mainly focuses on the attacking side. At the end of the day, he always leaves the decision to us. He gives us a few options where the spaces will be so we know our first touch can be a certain way. If the space is inside, he wants us to have the ball, and if we get pressured, we come inside or dribble and a new space opens, and that's how we get out of pressure. It's good, because every game is different, and as a wing-back we always have adjustments in how we press or receive balls. "'Against Chelsea I was really high up the pitch when we did build-up, "'but against another team we may drop a little bit more. "'Those are the things he talks to us about with us wing-backs.'" On the 19th of December, Herva displayed the benefits of remaining professional, even when out of the side. Coming out of the cold unexpectedly to face a front three of Hakim Ziyech, Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic, the youngster didn't put a foot wrong and helped Wolves to one of many valuable clean sheets in recent weeks. "'It was nice to play. "'The most important thing was to play solid and do my job.' I have other qualities on the ball, but for me, I wanted to focus on defending and doing my job, and let the other things come by themselves. I think I was okay. I did a solid game, and it gave me confidence. I'm always ready, and I'm always hoping for little chances. It shows how important it is to keep training hard, keep focused, and keep your head up. Wolves is a really good club. We have a quality squad with good players, but the chances for me to play here were bigger than at Liverpool at the time. I'm still very young, but I think soon I could be a starter at this club, which is why I came. However, it was at the Reds where his big break arrived, at Molyneux of all places. At just sixteen, Herver came off the bench in an FA Cup third round tie between Wolves and Liverpool to make his senior debut, becoming the club's youngest ever player in the competition. Today, that same round of the same competition comes around again, and this time Herver will hope for an opportunity from the start in old gold. Sheffield United are the visitors, and new opportunities arise in a competition the defender has respected since his days of growing up in the Netherlands. Cup games are nice for younger players, he says, as we sometimes get more minutes and I'm looking forward to hopefully playing at home. Every game for me is an opportunity to show people what I can do and that I can be trusted. That's good. It's a good memory, making my debut in the FA Cup, and I always love playing at Molyneux. I was 16 at the time and it was a big shock I came on in that game. It was a dream come true at the time and now I've played more often at Molyneux, which is great. The FA Cup is well respected in Holland. The channels there stream the games, especially the big ones. Everyone watches the games. It's nice. We have a cup there like the FA Cup. Teams from the lower tiers and the bigger clubs join in later, but there's only one cup in Holland. Later this month, Hover will celebrate his 20th birthday, which may come as a surprise to some Wolves supporters. Having debuted at 16 and signed for Wolves at 18, the Dutchman has considerable experience in senior football for a man of his years. Just as hungry as the day he arrived at Molyneux, Hover holds a desire to continually improve and add more minutes to his tally at every opportunity. While eyeing the chance to start every week in Old Gold, which has to be admired, for now the teenager is keeping his head down, following Larger's advice, and remaining faithful in the process he hopes will take him to the top. "'I feel really old, to be fair,' says Kiana. "'I've had almost four years around first teams, "'but in that time I didn't play the games "'a normal kid in an academy would with under-23s.' He would play every week from 16 to 19 in academy football, but for me it's been different because I was training with the first team. When you become a first team player, you're not in the under-23s, you're in the first team squad as the youngest player. I'm happy at Wolves. I think I have a big opportunity to prove myself here and become a regular starter. If that doesn't happen next year, I understand. I'm still very young. I know in the Premier League there aren't a lot of players younger than me, but I'm hungry and I want to play, get some more minutes but I need to stay humble and have patience because at the end of the day, I really want to succeed here at Wolves. Facts and Figures Kiana Hover. Fact 1 In his first ever start for Liverpool, Hover notched his first senior goal against MK Dons in the Carabao Cup to become the fourth youngest player to score in Liverpool's history. Fact 2 Hover found the back of the net for Wolves in pre-season, firing in a vicious volley against Las Palmas. Now a competitive goal is the aim. Fact 3. Hover was a key player for the young Netherlands side at the under-17 European Champions in 2019, playing in the final as the team were named champions following a 4-2 win over Italy. Fact 4. Hover was part of the Liverpool group which won the UEFA Super Cup and FIFA Club World Cup in 2019. Fact 5. Not many substitutions take place on 6 Minutes, but that's the early time Hover replaced Dejan Lovren to make his Liverpool debut at Molyneux in January 2019. Wolves DSA Autism is a wide spectrum and can affect each individual differently. The sensory room welcomes anyone of any age with any sensory issue affecting their processing of sound, visual stimuli and touch. Wolves try to tailor the room to suit the needs of the user, decorating it with pictures to make them more at home. The club want people to make memories and have experiences at Molyneux, and this is the perfect place if families think the main seating area might be too much. Meet Eddie and his dad, Steve. Steve is a commentator with Radio WM and wanted to bring Eddie to a game but was concerned with the noise level and how Eddie would cope. Eddie, now a member, came to the Chelsea game and got to experience his first ever game with his family. The sensory room provided a safe haven while watching the game. Eddie's profile Favourite Wolves player Ruben Neves Favourite Wolves moment That first game as a family What Wolves means to us From Eddie's dad The football club has been a part of our lives from the moment I attended my first game with my dad in 1987. We followed them all the way and experienced a lot of highs and lows like any supporter. Wolves has always been an amazing community club. And I've seen yet another side of what the club does for its fans with the sensory room at Molyneux. It's enabled me to introduce another generation of the Herman family into the pack. There was never any doubt Eddie would be a Wolves fan, but it was a dream come true to take him to his first game. For more information regarding accessibility and how we can help you at the game, please get in contact with fanservices at wolves.co.uk. Play, delete, rewind. Jody Craddock Former Wolves captain Jody Craddock spent a decade at Molyneux, making more than 230 appearances, but here he has the chance to go over those games and rewrite his golden black history. The Game You Missed There's a few I would have liked to have played in, but there's one I remember, says Craddock. It was Liverpool away, 2010. I must have been injured. Stephen Ward scored, so that's kind of one that I wanted to play in. I loved playing at Liverpool. Anfield's one of my favourite grounds to play at, so I was disappointed to miss that one, and if I could go and play in one, it would be that. The game you would remove There's plenty with not the best results, but I think it would have to be a game against West Brom, says Craddock. Derbies were massive for me. I knew how big they were for the fans, and they were equally as important for me. Being at Wolves against West Brom, or Sunderland against Newcastle, they were massive highlights in my career, and I loved playing in them. So it'd have to be the Championship Playoff Games, 2007. Those two games that we lost against West Brom. I know I scored in one of them, which was nice, but those games I'd like to delete because they meant so much to me. The game with a different outcome. It would have to be both of those derby games I mentioned, if you could, please. Can we change the results? Definitely them, because they meant so much to me. Derby games are the biggest games for me in football, and it's rubbish when you lose and so disappointing, but equally fantastic when you win them. The game with the same outcome. A derby game, 2011. I think it was at home, says Craddock. We beat them 3-1. Stephen Fletcher scored 2 and so did Adelaide, and I remember that game was fantastic. They meant the world to me, and I know how much they mean to the fans as well. I think they were hyped up throughout the week, and I'd definitely play any derby game which we win again. The game since you left the club. It was Monday night, Man United. Wolves haven't won there for so many years, so what a fantastic result. What a great honour for those players to play in that team, and they did the club proud. Would have been nice to have been involved in that one. The game this season. Man City at home, purely because I don't get to come down to Wolves very often, because my kids play football all weekend. Literally, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, so I end up missing everything. But I think I'm doing corporate work that day for the Man City game, so yes, I'm going to come down and watch that one, and I'm really looking forward to it. Wolves are doing fantastic, and equally Man City are the top team, so that's a game I'm going to come and see and look forward to. I do watch all the games on TV, but the atmosphere from the crowd is fantastic, and it's why people love football so much. We close out today's programme with the squad lists for both teams, starting with Wolves. Under head coach Bruno Larger, we have 1. Jose Saar 2. Kiana Hover 3. Ryan Aidnuri. 5. Marzal. 6. Bruno Jordeo, 7. Pedro Neto. 8. Ruben Neves. 9. Raul Jimenez. 10. Daniel Podence. 11. Francisco Trincao. 13. Louis Molden. 14. Yerson Mosquera. 15. Willie Bowley, 16. Connor Cody. 17. Fabio Silva. 19. Johnny. 21. John Ruddy. 22, Nelson Semedo. 23, Maximilian Kilman. 24, Toti Gomez. 26, He-Chan Huang, 27, Roman Saiz. 28, Jean Moutinho. 32, Leander Dendonka. 33, Ryan Giles. 34, Dion Sanderson. 37, Adama Traore. 40, Hayao Koabe 59, Oscar Burr. Playing for Sheffield United manager Paul Heckenbottom is one Robin Olsen, two George Baldock, three Ender Stevens, four John Fleck, five Jack O'Connell, six Chris Basham, seven Ryan Brewster, eight Sander Berger, nine Ollie McBurney, ten Billy Sharp, eleven Liss Moussay, twelve John Egan, fourteen Oliver Burke, fifteen Luke Freeman. Sixteen Oliver Norwood, seventeen David McGoldrick, eighteen Wes Fodderingham, nineteen Jack Robinson, twenty Jaden Bogle, twenty-one Michael Verrips, twenty-two Ben Davies, twenty-three Ben Osborne, twenty-four Connor Harrahan, twenty-five Adlane Guadiora twenty-seven Morgan Gibbs White, twenty-eight Regan Slater, twenty-nine Ilimanandiai, thirty Zach Brunt. 31, Jake Eastwood. 33, Reese Norrington Davies. 34, Kyron Gordon. Today's match officials are referee Dean Whitestone with assistant referees Peter Kirkup and Akhil Housen. The fourth official is Paul Tierney. On VAR is Robert Jones with additional VAR from Mark Scholes. The next fixture at Molyneux is against Southampton on Saturday, the 15th of January, with a kick off at 3 pm. The Giant is stirring! The tr-